You are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Dennis Ruin. I'm your host, Michael Byer, the best in the business. Once again, back in business, joined as always by my faithful co-host, Nate, the Professor Christian. Nate, how are you? Hey, Mike. I'm doing pretty well. I'm doing pretty well. I'm excited for NFL playoffs that are starting this weekend, though I have the fortunate position where I don't have to worry about watching my team this weekend. Mm. I don't have to watch my team this weekend either because <laughs> I get to watch another Monday night football game. Mm. So many. My God. Yes, I was telling Nate before the show that the Eagles made NFL history this year by having four away Monday night games. Please make it stop. Please. During the season. I need Monday nights to work on the show sheet. Yeah, come on. Doesn't the NFL know? They don't care. Roger Goodell does not care about me or player safety. And you know what? The NFL <laughs> hates the running back position. We don't. However, I can tell you that because we are telling you today about some running backs that are set to break out for 2024 now let's let's just um put some expectations out there okay when we say breakout we're not going to sit here and tell you that these running backs are going to be the next christian mccaffrey they're going to be the running back one overall we're saying breakout in the broader sense that look maybe they rookies coming in getting acclimated to the NFL and a breakout for them could just be a really solid running back two season. So breakout based on previous performance, maybe there's a new situation they have going on. Someone in front of them is leaving. I'm going to apologize too. If I sound a little nasally getting over a a cold that put me out of commission for the past almost week, uh, took some decongestant. So I'm powering through. We're glad you're here, Mike. Yeah. I'm I'm getting there. I'm getting there. And you know what? Me, I want to hear me and the listeners. We're glad yeah. you're here. Thank you. And you know what? I would love to hear more from you guys. Free seven-day trial, patreon.com forward slash dynasty rewind. You can come get rankings. You can get bonus pods if you choose to stay around. And hey, if you just want the bonus podcast, head on over to Spotify. You know what you can get at Spotify, Nate? I'm going to tell you right now. Oh, you can do. get our bonus podcasts over there. We lowered the price. a month. And if you just listen on Spotify, that's cool too. I put up polls and questions for every podcast, except for the exclusive podcast. um, So you can interact with us as well. And when Nate's going to do the scrub pick of the week, I'm going to go over some of the polls that I put up just so you guys can see uh, what we're talking about. But for right now, we're going to talk about running backs that are set to break out. Nate, let's kick it off to you. Yeah. Speak for yourself. When you say that we don't hate running backs, uh, (laughs) <laughs> the only reason I, I struggled to even find three players to talk about here because the running back situation just in the NFL is just is a mess right now. Nate, and, I, I'm sorry to interrupt. Do you think it's hard because we're also having a fresh class of people coming in and the narrative yeah. is that the running back class is bad, which I disagree with and we'll get there in a future episode. But it's hard because what if some of these guys get replaced? So we're going off what we know now. It's also just a very interesting time because you look at it and you have guys like Alvin Kamara, you know, Dalvin Cook's already kind of gone to the wayside, but, um, and Christian McCaffrey's still around, but you have a lot of these players. ZQ's kind of fallen off. You know, he did kind of had a resurgence at the end of the season, but we have a change of guard kind of at the running back position because there was a couple of draft classes there, like 2015, 2016, uh, 2018, where we had some really good running back draft classes and they have really anchored the running back class for the past five, six, seven years. 
they're all kind of getting old now. They're all hitting that age cliff. Um, guys like Aaron Jones and like that. So they need some fresh faces. Maybe we don't have a ton of reinforcements coming in, but I do like the draft class coming in a little bit uh, more than consensus, I think. So, but Mike, what about some guys that are currently in the NFL that we're looking for for next year? Talk to me. I can hit you up with a rookie running back that we saw this year that shows some promise. And that is Chase Brown, who we did really like on this channel. Um, I think a lot of us actually had late third round grades on him. Um, we, we thought of him as kind of a fringe day two pick. He turns out, goes to the Bengals, and since week 13, he's been on, not on fire, but pretty much on fire for a backup running back behind Joe Mixon. Look, yeah. since, since week 13, 51.4% of his yards came on explosive plays. That is number one in the NFL in that time. Also in that time, four runs of 15 yards or more, that's 12th in the NFL. 3.36 yards of contact. Per attempt, that's 11th in the NFL. So these are like top 15 numbers right here. Uh, 41st in carries, Mike. So he wasn't getting a lot of opportunities, but still 12th in the NFL for runs of 15 yards or more, despite having the 30, 41st amount of carries. Chase Brown was efficient this year, and that's what you like to see out of backups. You like to see efficient backups. Those are guys like Tony Pollard, who end up becoming starting running backs later, become yeah. relevant pieces while they're being a running back backup because they're a role player. And I think Chase Brown is a player like that who like that. next season, he's going to take on that receiving role for the Bengals a lot more. Look this year in the last six games, 42 carries for 173 yards, 4.1 yards per carry, but was exciting 12 receptions for 149 yards and a touchdown 5.14 yards per route run, which was first in the NFL for running backs over that, that last stretch. So Chase Brown he can go between the tackles. He was a great receiver this year. Looked good in pass blocking as well. And do you, you remember when Giannardi, Giovanni Bernard was in Cincinnati, how frustrating it was to try to get Joe Mixon receptions? It like never happened. He was like never out there on passing downs. Mm -hmm. So I think Chase Brown's kind of taking on that Gio Bernard role um, next year. You know, they've talked about moving off of Joe Mixon uh, this offseason. They, they, it was a big rumor for a while. He's still around. I don't think he's going to be a cap casualty yet because they only saved like five and a half million dollars by cutting him. And they currently have $70 million um, moving forward in cap space. But Chase Brown can play that role as that second pass catching down back, that secondary back. I like what Chase Brown can do for us next year. And right now you can get him for Keaton Mitchell, who is a sell for me as much as I love Keaton Mitchell. I'm selling him everywhere because I don't expect him to play in 2024, Mike. Yeah, or not when he's going to help you at all. Um, no, not really. Look, it was a late season injury, a multi-ligament injury. Um, that's a similar kind of injury to like what J.K. Dobbins had. We saw how he returned from it. Um, Chuba Hubbard, Aaron Jones, guys that would look to move for Chase Brown as well. You probably can get something on top um, with Chase Brown there. And then, you know, if we're moving a draft pick, can I get him for an early third? That's what I'm kind of shooting for. I think Chase Brown's going to go up in value just over the offseason, just because he's a young running back going into a second season. I'm sure there's going to be rumors about the Bengals cutting Mixon at some point. So Chase Brown's value is going to go up. I think it's really well insulated. So I want to go and try to acquire him right now. All right. I love that. I love that. Uh, I'm, I'm all in on this. And look, if you are just going to gobble up the narrative and say, hey, this running back class sucks, but I want some running backs, and you want to move on from where you would draft one and get a guy that's already established in the NFL, by all means, go ahead and do it. And this is a great guy to pick up. And you know another one that you could pick, Nate? Let's hear it. Tennessee Titans running back Tajay Spears. Derrick Henry, his deal, done. His head coach, Dunzo. That happened after I filled out the show sheet. Bye-bye, Mike Vrabel. 
Tajay was just drafted in the third round last year. I had to check that. I have to apologize to everybody for continuously saying that Jaden Reed was a third round draft pick. I don't know why I kept saying that. Forgive me. I'm old. I apologize. Okay. Um, personally, I'm not worried about Tajay Spears' knee. Um, because like the Titans, I care about that first contract. And after that, whatever I get is a bonus. You know, the fact of the matter is the Titans are moving on from Derrick Henry. It looks like they're going to a quarterback like Will Levis. They're getting a new head coach. They're going to have a new offensive scheme in there. Could we see this offensive system open up a little bit? Maybe Tajay Spears has a chance to get some more PPR points, which would be fantastic, Nate. And I think he could do it too. We, he was explosive. We liked him at Tulane when he played against USC and everybody finally heard about him. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. We liked him a lot. And uh, the Titans that do third round draft pick and not getting drafted in the first round, as we know, is not a death sentence for running backs anymore. Um, it's, remember Nate and I, we constantly reevaluate how we evaluate players all the time because the NFL tells us again, I want to say it again. We're coming up in the rookie draft season within a few months or some people sooner, who knows? Do not dictate to the NFL what to think about these rookies. They're going to tell you you have to respond to what they say. Roger Goodell, Bill Belichick, those guys don't care what we think about these players, so we have to adapt. Um, His current value is around guys such as Josh Jacobs, Javante Williams, and Isaiah Pacheco. All right, so Josh Jacobs, also a free agent. Javante Williams is coming off a year that we were expecting a little bit more from. And Isaiah Pacheco, everybody wants to just get rid of Isaiah Pacheco for whatever reason. He's been pretty productive. I don't think he's going anywhere in Kansas City for a while. But could I move off of any of these players, you think, Nate, and get plus value, possibly? Could, do you think I can move off of Jacobs, Javante, or Pacheco and get Tajay Spears plus? Maybe, but you have to do it like right now because right. I I think with the Rabel firing, with Derrick Henry going out after the game and telling the Titans fans that you know you're so thankful for his time there. You know the writing's on the wall, of course. There, I mean Tajay Spears. I mean the the price of the brick is going up each passing day with Tajay Spears right now. Yeah. So um, you know I think you s- might be able to get something little on top, but I mean Jacobs Third? is a free agent. Javante, maybe if you can find someone who's interested in buying into the Broncos, revitalize offense in 2024. Mm. Um, maybe, but I think it's it's pretty close value. Okay. Think we could get like a third, possibly? Yeah. If it's a projected like mid third, I would say probably not an early because we're pushing closer to a second. Yeah. But, um, people okay. are people are high on Tajay Spears, though. He's he's starting to rise up the boards. I can feel it. Do you think we could get him straight up for a second right now? Yeah. Okay. All yeah, right. You can you for can now. get him up. For like an early second, maybe even mid-second, like in some leagues where people aren't uh, quite on him yet, but for now. For now. For now. Okay. All right, Nate, let's move on. Who is your next running back? Look, Nate, the whole episode, Nate has to talk about running backs. Oh, uh, it's the worst. Nate, who's your next one? What do you got for me? Yeah, I, I don't have this this guy anywhere, to be honest, but really, I, I want to go acquire him. And share. It's, it's rare that I want to go acquire a running back, especially um, one with this guy's profile but you know what was a third round pick zamir white uh for the raiders josh jacobs is going to be a free agent so he's unlikely to come back to the raiders he was already on a one-year deal over there uh i I don't expect him to go back to the raiders they're going to have a new coach and i expect that new coach to be antonio pierce who has been very impressive as the raiders coach the team has rallied around it should be it really really should be and there's a lot of people asking oh why isn't he the head coach already and I get that question. I get it. But also, just from a pure like business standpoint, it would be 
silly of the Raiders to just make Antonio Pierce the head coach without doing their due diligence of what's out there. Yeah, of course. Because if you can get Jim Harbaugh, I love Antonio Pierce too, but you probably want Jim Harbaugh. They should hire Brian Johnson right now. <laughs> the Eagles offensive coordinator, please. You would love I that. Would, I would help him pack. <laughs> but Antonio Pierce is probably going to be the head coach. That's who I expected to be at this point. Um, and Zamir's already his guy. You don't have to worry about, you know, when there's always a change of staff, it's like, okay, well, who are they going to you know, really like from the old staff? Well, Zamir's his guy already. We, we got that. Um, and he's been productive at the, the stint at the end of the season that he was taking over for Jacobs. 84 attempts, 21 per game. So he was actually being used pretty heavily. Yeah. Uh, 397 rushing yards at 4.7 yards per carry, Mike. This is not just a plotter down the middle. 4.7 yards per carry is pretty impressive. And he still had nine receptions in his final four games, so he showed off some receiving ability as well. Look, ninth in yards after contact per attempt among running backs with 100 carries or more this season. So among all running backs that saw good volume this season, this is including all the pro bowlers, all the top guys, ninth in yards after contact per attempt. You know, if you're on that top 25 list for yards after contact per attempt, Mike, you're a good running back. That's yeah. what I've noticed. And Zamir White right there near the top. So uh, I really like that. I like what he's done this year. And he's still affordable. Late second, probably can get you Zamir White. Um, Romeo Dubs, that's where he is on keep trade cut right now. You know, Romeo Dubs is someone I'm probably going to mention a lot this week on the podcast because someone I'm looking to move off because Don Tavian Wicks breakout, Jaden Reed breakout. Don Tavian Wicks breakout. I, I'm sorry. I didn't see that one coming. I just want to say I mentioned him like a week ago, two weeks ago, that he was a uh, sneaky buy. So I hope yeah, someone I went out there and bought him. Yeah. Um, I Also, I was looking on DLF about, you know, trades with Zamir White in them. He is a throw-in in so many trades. I mean, you just icing on the cake somewhere. And I, if you can get a running back who I expect to possibly be a top 24 running back next year, I expect Zamir White to be a starter. Um, I don't know why the Raiders would draft um, another running back to take over for Zam- Zamir White. I wouldn't be surprised if they draft someone to compliment him. Yeah. So I, I don't I don't think he's going to see 300 touches next year necessarily. But I do think we can probably pencil him in for at least 200 touches next year um, or, or more. So with his efficiency that he showed, the fact that he was in the receiving work a little bit as well, he's a cheap starting running back right now, a cheap running back that has significant volume expected. That's all you can really ask for these days at a running back. So uh, I'm going to go after him. I think he could be a top 24 running back next year, especially if he stays healthy. You know, that sometimes is the kicker uh, at the running back position. But someone I want for next year, probably likely to move on after that. But give me him for next year. Yeah, I do just make one correction. Zamir, what was a fourth round pick? Fourth round pick. Yeah. So thank you. Making us some corrections. And I mean, you know, it's, I agree. I think he could be a top 24 and that's fine. I mean, look, Raheem Mostert at 30, 31 was running back five on the season. So you never know. Let's do it. Yeah. It's, it's just one of those things. He could always be better too. You never know. They might just come in and fully commit to him. Maybe it's him and Amir Abdullah. (laughs) Which would just be something. So Chew on that for a little bit, everybody, and we will be right back after a word from our sponsors. All right, welcome back, and let's get back to it. I want to talk about my next breakout running back, and that is Chicago Bears running back Roshan Johnson. Fact of the matter is he could very well ascend to the starting role next season for Chicago. Clear Herbert, by the way, Nate, ever heard of him? He's on the last year of his rookie deal. Deal, can't say deal. He could be either traded or cut. You never know. 
right? We've seen things like that. A running back goes down somewhere. He's on the last year of the rookie deal. They want to get something for him. They move him out. Uh, the Bears could save $1.5 million to do so, which is his salary. So basically it's just dump him. You're good to go. Dot to Foreman. He's gone. He's going to be a free agent. He's pushing 30. He's 27, 28. So um, now that being said, Foreman's gone. If they remove a uh, clue Herbert, I would expect the Bears to add a piece in the backfield, a UDFA, a free agent guy, late round pick, you know, with other questions that the Bears have quarterback, who's going to complement DJ Moore's wide receiver. Um, I think they could save money here with a fourth round pick and Roshan Johnson from this past year, a guy who has tremendous upside, a guy who I wish would have transferred out of Texas and had the full grasp of a backfield by himself yeah. for a year, but he did not. Um, got a good blend of speed and power too, which I like. He's definitely talented. He is. He is. And I think he's a better receiver too than what people would expect him to be, just from what I recall um, watching when he was at Texas too. So Yeah, and he got he got a good bit of receiving work early in the season actually for the Bears. And that was uh, a little surprising, but great to see. Did miss some time, had a concussion, uh, but that's one of those things players get concussions unfortunately uh so right now he's valued around players like luke musgrave who have been hearing some uh grumblings maybe he loses some snaps to tucker craft bob would be able to chime in on that better he's got yeah. his finger on the pulse of the packers more than i do um bob text me and let me know if i'm crazy he talked about it on the live stream he said uh there might be a little hayden hurst mark andrews going on here so we'll he's see we'll see those are pretty high words for tucker craft from bob yeah he was not a fan also sorry i missed the live stream last week i was sick Buddy, still so, uh, but I will be on the next one. Uh, but he's also valued around a guy like Jerome Ford, who, when Nick Chubb comes back, Jerome Ford goes back to a backup, and James yeah. Conner, who's starting to age out a little bit, pushing 30, gets hurt a lot. His current pick value is that of a second round pick, like right in the middle. I would try to get him for two thirds. Nate, would you do James Conner for him straight up? If would you? If you could move James Conner straight up and get Roshan Johnson. That is probably the move to make early in the offseason because I'm thinking that three months from now, it's going to be like, yeah, that's obvious because James Conner's value is going to go down. Just like it did this last offseason, it'll go down even more this offseason because he's an old running back. Not saying he's not going to be productive next year if he has a gig. I could totally see that. But we know how aging running backs value go in the offseason. Straight down, right down. And, you know, there was I could really see him being the starting running back for the Chicago Bears at some point. I don't think it'll take long. There was a point this season. Clue Herbert came back from injury. Clue Herbert was the running back three. Dante Foreman was first and he got hurt. And then it was Johnson. Then it was uh, Clue Herbert. And then Herbert maintained the starting role at the end of the year there. I think they were just waiting a little bit, being cautious with Roshan. Mm -hmm. But sky's the limit. I think he could be a really solid running back, too. So. Um, that's what we're looking at, Nate. I like it. Yeah, what do you I think to? you know. I, I'd move a an early third for Roshan Johnson. You probably have to move a late second to get him, um, at least. Which I, I think is fair value. Um, so if if you need some running back depth, for Roshan sure, Roshan Johnson could be a guy. Yeah. Who do you got for me next? All right. You no, know, we weren't allowed to talk about Brian Robinson tonight. That was on the show sheet. He was blacklisted. blacklisted. So I talked about his teammate, soon to be former teammate, Antonio Gibson, who, Mike, just had a career high in receptions and receiving yards, 48 receptions for 389 yards and two touchdowns. Um, Not bad for a guy who was a wide receiver in college. How yeah. Jalen Rager of you. <laughs> we'll take it. You know, six foot 
two, 220 pounds. I always forget how big Antonio Gibson is. And look, we know he's, he's a great receiver because he played wide receiver in college. And I think that's what's going to get him a good role as a free agent running back. Um, you know, if, if we're looking at free agent running backs, we're like, oh, this guy's going to be a bell cow. That rarely happens. You know, yeah. it, once you're a free agent, you probably get pigeonholed into a role. And I think Antonio Gibson, when he's a free agent, is going to find himself a decent role somewhere. Look, Brian Robinson took over the backfield this year, and Gibson only saw 65 carries for 265 yards. That's pretty minimum. Like, at the minimum, you'd expect him to have 65 carries again next year on whatever team he falls into. Um, yeah, that's that's not really that many carries. So if we can get just baseline rushing work and we can get – similar receiving work, maybe some more receiving work once he's put into a role where they, they are looking at him as the receiving back. Antonio Gibson could be quite a nice little depth piece in your, your running back room. Look, there are some other running backs out there who have made a living in fantasy football catching passes. I mean, Samaje Piran this year was RB40, but for a terrible offense that barely passed the ball, and he only rushed for 238 yards. That receiving work really changes the game as a running back when you play in PPR leagues. It can make running backs that you know normally aren't looked at as great fantasy assets and, and put them into your lineup as a flex, and they're giving you 10, 12 points uh, just about week in and week out because they're getting that PPR work. You know, Jarek McKinnon for the past couple of years has been that kind of guy. I think Antonio Gibson can fill that role. You know, I don't think he's going to go out there and be a bell cow anywhere. He's not going to get 20 touches a game. But if we're getting five, six targets a game and a couple rushes, I think Antonio Gibson can be relevant for your fantasy team. Currently the RB 49 on keep trade cut right in front of Jaleel McLaughlin. Like Antonio Gibson is affordable right now. And another player that you can look into the off season, he's going to be a free agent. As soon as he signs, he's going to be uh, valued higher than RB 49. He's like, I think you can get him for a third round pick right now. Everyone's really low Antonio Gibson. Like I said, just hit a career high in receptions and receiving yards. So, Next year, I think we can get like top 36 numbers out of him, have some upside if he's in an exciting offense, he's going to pass the ball a lot. I like Antonio Gibson. I've, I've kind of been on him going into this year. It was a little disappointing, but the receiving work has been consistent for him. And if he can keep that up, he's always going to be relevant for your fantasy team. I like that. I actually have a destination that I would love for him. Believe it or not, it is the Ravens. If they re-sign Gus Edwards and – I'm assuming they're not re-signing J.K. Dobbins. Probably not. If they re-sign Gus Edwards, like a one, two-year deal with the the second-year void, whatever, and then they're like, we're going to bring in Antonio Gibson, and then Keaton Mitchell comes back at the end of the year. Honestly, that would be really good. You're not in that offense. You're not expecting him to carry the the full workload. Gus is there. He can carry the the rushing. Be creative. Put Gus. Problem is, we don't we don't really throw the running backs in Baltimore. But Mike, you know who I would love. You know who I'd love. To see in Baltimore. I wasn't even thinking about this to my brother said something the other day. Said Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry in Baltimore. Dude, you put Derrick Henry in that offense. I love I would love it. Doesn't need to catch the ball. But the thing about it is if he played wide receiver in college, split him out wide. Good. Right? Line he, him up. Versatility. I think if you get a Antonio Gibson with an offensive coordinator who um, you know, Eric Bianami used him quite a bit. Out, out wide this season and in the slot. So, you know, he's going to continue to have that kind of accessibility and, and versatility. So I think Gibson's a guy that's going to stick around for a while in the NFL. So by now, for a third round pick, and he's going to be on your team for th- three or four years and have spot starts where you're going to definitely want to put him into your lineup. I think it'll be longer than that because a guy that doesn't get a ton of rushing work, but is always catching passes. Yeah. Guys like Darren Sproles, I'm not saying he is Darren Sproles, but these guys, they have long careers 
and they pop up every once in a while where you got to throw them in a lineup and they end yeah. up helping you win games. And get much bigger than most of those other guys. He's, he's a big guy. Six foot two, two twenty, man. He's going to stick around a while. Speaking of Eric Bieniemy, Ron Rivera also now fired by the Washington Commanders. So maybe Eric Bieniemy is the head coach there. And when people said it was stupid for Bieniemy to go there, I said not so fast. This could be his fast track to getting a head coaching job because Kansas City Chiefs. Andy Reid's there as long as he wants to be. Um, so I got a value pick for you guys here, and that is Arizona Cardinals running back Michael Carter. He's claimed off waivers last year. Right now he's just behind James Conner on the depth chart, but we know James Conner's a guy who gets banged up a lot, okay? Michael Carter has shown good burst. He's shown good receiving chops in the past. Another way to get paid in the NFL. Might have found a, a home in Arizona. That home was not in uh, New York for him, unfortunately. Maybe fortunately, because then he doesn't have to play on that MetLife turf um, eight or nine games a year. So he's under contract for a minimum one more season in Arizona. Like I said, this is a value pick right here, but his value is really low. It's currently that of a mid-fourth round pick. So, Nate, you're talking about throwing guys. You're talking about guys that people are out on. That's Michael Carter. I don't think that gets it done, possibly. Maybe a multiple fourths, maybe a late third. Uh, or you could have a guy like Kenneth Gamewell in a late pick. There's been a lot of people speculating, Eagles fans, that Kenneth Gamewell is the starting running back for the Philadelphia Eagles next year. Eagles like Kenneth Gainwell. I do not think that is the case. They will want to have somebody that can carry workload like a DeAndre Swift. Don't worry, they're not paying him either. It will be some <laughs> other guy that whatever. But he's also valued around players like Isaiah Spiller, who might not even have a job next year. Xavier Hutchinson, who's kind of a jag right now until he does anything. And Andre Yoshivas, who's a stash, and I probably said his name wrong. Um, I think he could, he could be a good flex play. And if Connor misses time, he could be a running back too on a week for you. Yeah. Easily. So that's what I got. I like it. Like, you know, we liked Michael Carter coming out of college. You know, he performed pretty well his rookie year. It's just you drafted Brees Hall the next year. There's there's no room for Michael Carter. Yeah. It's one of those things where, hey, Michael Carter was great. Just like Tyler Algier was great. But Brees Hall, Bijan Robinson, they're just better. Arthur Smith also. Hey, fantasy gods, they were shining. Arthur Smith, this one is for you, buddy. Thank you. Fun being rich. The Patriots next offensive coordinator <laughs> under Mike Vrabel. So, <laughs> all right, Nate, let's do our uh, scrub pick of the week. Like I told you guys last time, we're going all the way through to the Super we Bowl. Are. So last week it was Najee Harris, higher, lower, fifty-seven point five rushing yards. Guess what? We both took higher, and he had twenty-six rushed it. for one hundred and twelve yards and one touchdown. Five catches for twenty-one yards, no touchdowns there. Steelers are in the playoffs. Mason Rudolph is your starting quarterback. Before we get going here, is trouble a brewing for Kenny Pickett? Uh, I, I sure think so. It I mean, sure they're sticking with Mason Rudolph. I mean, they're playing a playoff game with Mason Rudolph. Yeah. I mean, if, if there's an indictment ever on your franchise quarterback, it's not starting him for a playoff game that he's healthy for. <laughs> it's not. It's not looking good. And I feel like um, he w- if he was not the Steelers quarterback next year, he would have a starting job somewhere because he would be an upgrade over like a Desmond Ritter. I mean, I guess um, so, but there's a lot of quarterbacks coming in in this class too. Plus, uh, you know, guys like Jacoby Brissett. I mean, they seem like good starters. Um, Jake Browning came out and said, Hey, I'm a top 32 NFL quarterback. Just unfortunately I'm stuck behind a top five guy. You so, go Jake Browning. 
Yeah. There you go. We'll see. Maybe if Washington. I mean, I'd rather have Jake Brown than Kenny Pickett. I think right now I might too. And yes, I, if you guys recall, I was a Kenny Pickett fan in a bad quarterback class. I thought he was the best quarterback. Turns out maybe there was no good quarterbacks from the class. But Nate, hit me up. What do we have for this week? Yeah. So this guy has been on fire recently. And I'm thinking, do we ride the hot hand? David Njoku is playing the Houston Texans in the playoffs. And currently the higher lower contest for him is 56 and a half receiving yards, Mike. 56 and a half receiving yards for David Njoku. Joe Flacco is going to be back out there throwing the ball. And we've seen what he's been doing over the past couple of weeks. Houston Texans defense. What are you thinking? Well, the last time they played the Texans, David, and that was a couple weeks ago, Christmas mm-hmm. Eve. He had six catches for 44 yards and one touchdown. So you know what? History does love to repeat itself. I'm going to take lower, Nate. Oh, okay. Well, this looks like it's a moment for me to gain some ground and tie it back up. So I'm going to go higher. All right. I think Najoki's been on a tear right now. So let's see if he can keep it up going in the playoffs. Good deal. Joe Flacco and loves throwing to his tight ends. He, and Joe Flacco, man, makes it easy to cheer for the Browns right now. Good for you, Joe Flacco. And you know what? Just want to remind everybody, if you went in on the Pick'em Fund and Underdog Fantasy, use promo code REWIND to not only get a 100% first deposit match up to $500, you'll also get a mystery special pick in the lobby when you sign up as a new user. This mystery pick is always a winner, and then you're one pick away from winning your first pick'em. So join Underdog Fantasy today using promo code REWIND. The link will be in the description. All our links in every podcast description, in every YouTube video description. Thank you for listening, everybody. Until next time, Nate, I'm Mike. Thanks again. Thinking about which rookies to target in your fantasy football draft? Look no further than the NFL Mock Draft Database. We are your home for all things NFL Mock Drafts by sourcing experts and analysts from all over the internet. NFL Mock Draft Database also offers users an ever-changing consensus player rankings to keep you informed on the incoming draft class as you build your dynasty team. Think you have what it takes to be a GM in the NFL? Give our free NFL Mock Draft Simulator a spin, which offers many features such as pick trading, historical draft years, and more. Join us at www.nflmockdraftdatabase.com or follow us on X at underscore mock drafts. All right, everyone, that is going to do it for us this week. But if you're headed to a game, make sure you check out SeatGeek.com. It's your one-stop shop for all things live events. It offers the best price available. Use the promo code DYNASTYREWIND. You'll get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Don't forget, if you want to play some best ball, head on over to Underdog. It's the easiest buy-in in fantasy football. And it's not having to worry about setting your lineups, man. That's what it's all about. So, again, underdog.com. Use the promo code REWIND. A 100% match on your first deposit up to $100. Visit our store over at payhip.com forward slash dynasty rewind. That's where you find our roster reviews. That's where you find all of our manuals and everything like that. Head on over there now. Grab some merch at spreadshop.com. Link is down below. And we want to see you in our community. And that is patreon.com forward slash dynasty rewind. But... Until next time, everybody, for my faithful co-hosts, Chev Nooney and Nate Christian, I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Be kind, please rewind. Thank you for listening.